what the Lord would have for us this morning. And uh, we're going to look starting at verse 12, and then we're going to look at verse 14, and then verses 16 through 18. So I'll let you know when we're changing verses and as we read. If you would stand with us for the reading of God's Word as you are able, and uh, we're going to take a look here at what the Word of God has to say to us this morning. Daniel chapter 3, starting at verse number 12. Just a little bit of backstory. We're here looking at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, in regards to uh, them standing before King Nebuchadnezzar. Many of us know this story of the fiery furnace. And uh, we're going to look here at a couple of different things in particular. As I believe the Lord would lead us today. If you're there with me this morning, won't you say amen. The Bible says, and this is one of the servants speaking to Nebuchadnezzar. He says, there are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. In essence, they're saying, King, you got some rebels over here, and they are making a mockery of you. These three men, these certain Jews. Verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Verse 16 through 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not Careful to answer thee in this matter. In other words, we're not mincing words. We're not trying to be diplomatic. We're not, try, we're not going to tell you what you want to hear. We're not careful in regards to this matter. This is what's going to happen. Said, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, which was their punishment for not adhering to what Nebuchadnezzar wanted them to do. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. We're not going to be careful in what we're saying here. It's going to offend you. It's going to make you mad. We know that there's punishment. But Sister Laura, they said essentially, let it be known. Let it be known this is our stance. Let it be known this is our position, our decision. This is what we have chosen to do. This is what we're going to do. And this morning for just a few moments and if we can this last service in 2023 just want to preach for a little bit on that subject. Let it be known. Amen. Can we pray together and ask the Lord to help us once again this morning. Father I thank you for your faithfulness. I'm thankful for your word. I'm thankful Lord for your presence, your anointing. And Holy Ghost, we're asking even now that you would touch our ears, open our hearts. Lord, let us hear and receive the good word of God. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint my mind and lips to preach with clarity and the unction of the Spirit. Father, I pray today you hide me behind the cross. And Lord, we ask today that you would meet with us in these altars today. Challenge us. Convict our flesh. And Lord, open our hearts. Break up the fallow ground. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, that we can testify to know that we have been changed. 
Lord, that the decision has been made, that we are going to let it be known. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness, and we do ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. Hallelujah. Let it be known. Have you ever made declaration before? Have you grown up in a house where maybe mom and dad have made a declaration? They have told you that uh, exactly, Brother Heath, how the cow's going to eat the cabbage. Amen. They have told you that this is what's going to be done. From this day forward, we're doing this, or whatever the case might be. Or maybe it was a warning, Brother Michael, that if you didn't walk the line, that if you weren't on the straight and narrow, let it be known, there's going to be a price to pay. Amen. I did not have one of those uh, uh, ten chances parents. Amen. You know what a 10 chance parent is. They're the ones they count to 10 or 20 or 30. They never finish counting. They perpetually are stuck at 1, 2, 3. Amen. They're just there. They're lost in a vicious cycle, caught in the riptide of math. They can't get past it. They're there counting all the time. Or it's uh, if you do that again, and then it's if you do it again, and if you do it again. Amen. Uh, some of you, I'm not here to bust your chops this morning, but if that's you, if you're that kind of parent, would you please cut out that nonsense? <laughs> Let it be known your pastor's for you. Amen. Don't even count. Shock them to death. Amen. Just jump up and tear into somebody. Come on here. Strike without warning. Amen. I've told Ashlyn before, I'm like Jesus. I'm coming, but you don't know if it's Morning, noon, or night. Hallelujah. You better watch yourself. Come on here. Amen. Can I tell you, you would revolutionize your home in 2024 if you'd quit all the counting and quit all the warning. Amen. And just get down to business. Amen. Oh, somebody needs to let a declaration be made known in the house. This is how it's going to be. Amen. But regardless, we make our declarations and we can make our statements and we can have our vision boards and we can do all of the things that we're looking to do. And the thing about a new year is it's a, it's a little bit tricky. It's a little bit of a unique day. Today is a very unique day. Now, Brother Udy, he, now I'm not calling him anything he don't call himself. He said, I'm a geek, Brother Jake. He said, I'm a geek. I, he said, I just like... Just the, the, the strange stuff, the nerdy stuff. And, and uh, I told the platform in the back, we were praying together, and I said, today is one, two, three, one, two, three. I see I don't talked about counting. And today is the one, two, three parents' day, amen. It's 12, 31, 23. One, two, some of you is catching on right now. One, two, three. And, uh, and talking about this day. So they have said that this, uh, this has not happened, of course, in a hundred years. And it would be another hundred years or so before it happens again. So congratulations. We are on a, a unique day uh, in our calendar year. Uh, as a day that only comes around every so often as far as the sequence of date. But nonetheless, let me just say that truly every New Year's Eve as we close out a year and we're getting ready to step into a new one, it's always very unique. Uh, this is a day that offers, if you will allow me, it offers some paradoxes, some contradictions, some things that, you know, it, it just don't seem to go together, but yet it, strangely it does. What do you mean, Brother Jacob? Well, for instance, when we talk about new doors or that are ahead of us or whatever, there we're closing some doors and then we're opening some new ones. We find that uh, it is the amen of one year, but it's in the beginning of the new year. And it's just a matter of hours before we uh, declare amen on 23 and we have our in the beginning of 2024. 
We find that uh, as uh, some that are sitting in here, maybe today brings to you some mixed signals. Maybe there are some that there are periods of time in this year. Maybe there are some moments where there is remorse, where there is regret. Maybe some embarrassment. Maybe some things you wish you could have a do-over. And if you're not careful, it's easy to stay in that place. And yet, at the same time, there are these moments and glimmers of hope that we have uh, as we look at a brand new horizon, a brand new sunrise that bring us new and exciting days ahead. For some, there has been weeping that you have endured for the night. Oh, and today you're standing and you're saying, Brother Jacob, I'm looking to dry my tears because weeping endured for the night, but I'm believing in 2024 that joy is going to come in the morning. Amen. Maybe you're here and you're in that place. Oh, as we look at this today, you take a look in the mirror. You take a look in the mirror and you stand there another year older. But what you see spiritually, what you see and know emotionally, and what you see and know physically, let me remind you that that it is a sum total. It is a sum total of your experiences this year. It is a sum total of your decisions. It is a sum total of your choices. What you see, well, Brother Jacob, I don't like what I see. I don't like if I look and maybe I would say, well, spiritually, I'm not where I want to be. Emotionally, maybe there's things that are a wreck. Maybe physically, there are different things going on. Some you can help and some you cannot but let me just remind you is that in all of these things you did not get there automatically you either made a choice to do or not to do you have stand you stand in a place where you are looking at yourself in a mirror and it is a collection of choices it is a harvest what you see on this final day of 2023, what you have experienced, who you are, it is a harvest of seeds that you have sown yesterday, seeds that you sown last January, seeds that you sown in March or April, seeds that you sown maybe in 21 or 22. You see, every year is going to produce a harvest of seeds that you have sown, not what pastor has sown, not what the church has sown, not what somebody else said, but I'm telling you this morning is that it boils down to when we take a look in the mirror, whether you like it or whether you don't, it is the sum total. It is a collection. It is a harvest of what you have made a decision to do. Let me say it like this as well. It is a reflection of what you and I have allowed, of what we have permitted, of what we have contemplated, of what we have even excused, of how we have procrastinated or put off, or whether we have been diligent to certain affairs in our life. I will tell you, sir, I will tell you, ma'am, that from the pulpit to the back pew, not a one of us can escape it. You can point your finger at who you want. You can blame the White House, Wall Street, your neighbor. You can blame religion or denomination. But sir or ma'am, let me remind you, it is 100% personal responsibility. I am either where I am with God because I pursued Him or I'm not. I'm where I am emotionally whether I fed myself on His Word or whether I have not. I am where I am physically, mentally, spiritually based upon my choices and what my decisions have been. Thus you are too. You don't get an excuse. You don't get a pass. You don't get a way out of it. Someone once famously coined the term and some people hate this term. But the term that we know is it is what it is. It is what it is. We can look to pass the buck. We can look to excuse it away. 
We can give our reasons of why, who done us wrong, how we were done wrong, how life has been unfair, how all of these things. But friends, today can I tell you, I do not want to see Victory Temple. I do not want Jacob Smith or any other person under the sound of my voice to sit somewhere in a corner, sucking my thumb, passing off personal responsibility, excusing away things that I know I should have done better, could have done better, where I should have made more of an effort, what I put my hands to or maybe taken my hands off of. I don't want to sit and make excuses but rather I pray that God would give us some folks that is made of the stuff that we see in the word of God through these young men who would stand and make a declaration and say there are some things let it be known I am making a choice. I'm making a decision that this is what I am going to do with God's help by His power, not my might, but by His Spirit, saith the Lord, we are going to be able to accomplish in the days that's ahead of us. I want you to understand that for many of us, you may not know it or recognize it, but you're on the precipice of many things. There are significant moments that in all of our lives have happened this year. Significant moments, hard decisions, difficult days, tears we've cried, prayers we prayed. We have had days of jubilation and victory. We've had days where we have shouted and danced around this sanctuary. And there's been days the best we could do was bury our face in an altar and weep. There have been days where we collectively stood together and there have been times where we saw and felt very candidly how the enemy would want to drive us apart. We see today as we look at the miracles that have transpired in others' lives and where he has brought some of us from. Nonetheless, whether good or bad, I can assure you that you have a testimony. I can assure you, I was talking with the sister before service and I said, did you have a Merry Christmas? She said, Pastor, I believe every day is a Merry Christmas because God's good to me every day. He's blessed me every day. He smiles upon me every day. Goodness and mercy follow me every day of my life. Does it mean ho, ho, ho and giggle in your open presence every day and you feel nostalgia and have the warm doodads and the cozy feeling that Christmas can bring that it's all perfection and bliss? Absolutely not. Life is not always ribbons and bows and wrapping paper and excitement upon the face of a child. But I'll tell you this. There are some under the sound of my voice. You had some days in the hospital. You stood over some caskets of loved ones. You've been in some barren places. You've had some days that you thought it'd be better to throw the towel in. There's been some days you were lonely and isolated. There were some days that you thought nobody else understood. There were days you fought demons of addiction. There were days that you felt all of hell was unleashed upon your life. But I want to tell you, sir, I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, take a look around. You're still here. We're still standing. God's still good. And in spite of all those things, he has been faithful. Not one of those moments, Brother Coleman, changed who he was. There were things that changed us. There were things that came along that God was using. Some, some things you're still bitter over. Some things you're still hurt over. Some things you're still holding it close to your chest and you're still offended. And you're still hurt. And you're still put out. And you're still blaming God. And you're still angry. Hear me. I'm telling you the truth. There are some that you are in still in some of those places. Maybe it don't rear its head as frequently as it once did. 
Maybe it's something that's now a little bit further down the line in your area of thought, but you know and God knows it's still there. And we find ourselves in a wrestling match because you'd say, well, I'd love to clap and say amen and hoop and holler with everybody else that God's been good. But Brother Jacob, there's this, 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 and this. I want to remind you this morning is that if there is distance between you and God, it is not God that created the distance. If there is hindrance in your prayers, it is not God being a bully. But the Word of God tells us candidly that if there is blatant sin in our lives, it will hinder our prayers. It will stop our prayers. I'm here to tell you if today you're saying you're believing God's will and His word and His purpose, oh I might as well just preach. Amen. I've had a few services off and I've only got one shot left in 23 so I ought to make it a good one Brother James. Amen. You can say well I've been believing His will and Brother Jake we've been praying His purpose and his plan over my life and I still I still got nothing but a hard time there's still this and that it ain't gone my way then I want to ask you sir and I'll ask you ma'am how much time did you spend in the good book how much time were you in a closet of prayer how often were you in these altars how often were you sitting in this church come on here How often? Well, I've been waiting for my finances to turn around. I've been waiting for a a windfall. I've been waiting for a financial miracle. Well, the given reports are getting ready to go out. You can take a look and see. I'll tell you, if you want to know if you're in line with God's word, if you're tithing or not, take a look at that W-2. And then take a look at that given report. It ought to be your tithe is 10% of that W-2. Amen. Sister Carolyn, pack the U-Haul. We might be going to other pastors come 2024. You don't like what I'm saying. You're just a money hungry preacher. No, baby. I'm telling you right now, Brother Tobin, I've seen God's blessing over my life, in my life, only when I have aligned myself with the Word of God. Let it be known there's blessing when you live by the Word of God. You get your given statement and you got a thousand bucks on there for all of the year. And you draw in 60, 70, 80,000, you got a problem. I, I never can get out of debt. I'll tell you why. I always got pay. All that money always slips through my fingers. I'll tell you why. Come on here. Mmm. You hear what I'm saying, that we have to understand and know that blessing and promise and power only is equated when we will align ourselves with God's Word. Now, I'm going to get notes. I want you to understand, let it be known. This declaration, it's got to be more than a declaration. It's got to be more than something fancy. You can write it down on a calendar somewhere. You can put the 21 days of renewal on your refrigerator like Pastor said. set out and do different things but I'm going to tell you that these men made a declaration only when they came to a place of decision in their life. Understand decisions must be made. Well I make decisions brother Jake. Let me just tell you something. I've never seen a more indecisive bunch than after church everybody goes where are we going to go eat? We spend 45 minutes deciding where we're going to go eat. You go out on a date. Have you ever been to the restaurant of, I don't care. You ever been there? Great menu. Awesome menu. It's a new up and coming establishment called, I don't care. I don't know. Yeah. It exists. You, we can't decide. You, no, I mean, nobody can decide anything. Nobody can decide anything. 
Let me say this. I know we make a hundreds of thousands of little decisions every day that accumulate to things in our lives. Some things are just put on automatic. I don't have to decide, Sister Haley. It is not a moral dilemma. I am not in the throes of, 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 of wondering where all my brain power and energy is going to go if I'm going to brush my teeth or not. It's just going to happen. I believe in it. I believe it's biblical. You'll find it in 1 Jacob 3 and 23. Brush thy teeth. Amen. There are some things that are just automatic decisions, some things we don't even take thought to. It's just a choice. But there are some things going on right now in your life. You have got to make a decision. You have got to make up your mind. You can say all the Christianese things. You can say all the spiritual platitudes. And you can have all the beautiful things posted on your timeline for this new year. You can have all that kind of stuff. You can stand and look in the mirror and give yourself affirmations every day brother Chad if you wanted to of how good, how smart, how wonderful you are and how that's going to change your life but friends I'm going to tell you until you make up your mind until you make a decision and I'm, I use making a decision to go eat somewhere as a joke but I'm going to tell you as we are in a place that just as indecisive as we are on a restaurant it has plagued the church with indecisiveness spiritually speaking where nobody can make up their mind nobody knows what they want to do nobody knows and can stand and say this is what God has said not because God's word isn't true but because we find ourselves or we are lacking to make a choice to make a decision What's the problem with that, Brother Jake? I believe, Brother Marvin, it's because we live in a day and a time where there's too many options. Too many options. I remember one day when I wanted to expand my horizons of my options. I was all of about six years old. And if my, my mom will watch this, and she'll probably remember this story. I was told when we was going into McDonald's. And that was back in the 80s when McDonald's was cool. <clears throat> They're not cool anymore. You had the, remember the playground? You had the big old hamburger standing up on the thing. And you had the merry-go-rounds that would, you know, you eat your Happy Meal, come out, and you throw it up after going 100 miles an hour on that merry-go-round. There was no rubber mulch. There was no, there was none of that kind of stuff. You had the hamburglar and you just ride him and you'd nearly break your neck doing that. That's when McDonald's was cool. A boy got a, 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 a toy for a boy and a girl got a toy for a girl. There was none of this gender neutral stuff. I'd, 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 I wanted that transformer. I wanted that car. Amen. Whatever, whatever the boy thought, that's what I wanted, Brother Drew. But anyway, I'm on a rabbit trail. I marched into that McDonald's. My mom had me, and I was all of six years old, and she said, you're allowed to get the cheeseburger Happy Meal. That's what I got enough money for. I walked up there, and the lady said, at six, you know, I wanted to order my own food. And mom, she's giving me the mom look. You remember what I've told you? But you can order. Don't you embarrass me in this McDonald's. And I let her know that I decided that I was not going to get the Happy Meal. But I had made a decision that I was going to get something different. Nothing I'd ever had before. And my mom turned and looked at me as in the sense that you're going to die today or get pretty close to it. And then she graciously let the lady know, he's mistaken. He wants the cheeseburger Happy Meal. Come on here. What's the point of this story? Number one, I did survive. It was a near-death experience, but I did survive. While I was choking down French fries, I thought mom was going to choke me as she said, you better never do that to me again. 
Because I did not have options, Brother Brad. I didn't have choices. This is what your choice is. This is what you're going to do. Now we have choice. I've already picked on you counting parents, and now let me pick on the parents that if Johnny don't like your food, you're going to cook him something different. Oh, do you hear that? They loathe it. Oh, don't. Revolution. We're talking about revolution. Let it be known. Let make a decree. Little Johnny, you're not getting a grilled cheese. You're not getting a peanut butter and jelly. You're, if, we, if we're cooking hamburgers, you're going to have a hamburger. If, you're, if we're having spaghetti, we're all eating spaghetti. And we're going to eat it for 15 days in a row. And you're going to... Come on here. You hear what I'm saying? Somebody right now is offended. I'll pray for you. I promise it'll get better. You will. You'll survive. I don't know who he thinks he is. I mean, he, don't, he, he, don't know, he don't know what my kid doing. But let me just say this. There is a problem when we have too many options. Too many options. Too many choices. That's why we can't make a decision on anything. There's 15,000 Mexican restaurants between here and Beaumont. We want Mexican, but we don't know which one. We, we, have, we have too many options. We have, you just spent a Christmas where some of the littles, they had too many toys, and now they don't even remember what they got. Go play with your new stuff, and they look bum-fuzzled for the simple fact, not that they don't like it, but they, there are too many choices. I don't know what to do. I can't do it. We got moms and dads, too many choices. We got too many things. What do you mean, Brother Jacob? I want you to understand the Word of God deals with us about our decisions. We find where Elijah on top of Mount Carmel, Brother Jerry, he told him this. He said, if God be God, then you serve him. And if Baal be God, then you serve him. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. If you want to serve those other gods, plural, little lowercase g, he said, if you want to serve them gods of Egypt, on the other side of the flood, you go right ahead. You got decisions. You got choices and options. But Brother Michael, he was saying, for my house, we've only got one choice. I want to challenge the church. It's time to quit running your decisions spiritually, emotionally, physically upon the opinions of everybody else. Whether or not it makes it Facebook popular, whether or not the religious agree with what you're going to do, I'm here to tell you, let it be known and make a declaration to say, if God's word says it, that's what I'm going to do. We got folks, you're trying to compromise positions and standards. Well, Taylor Swift's all right Monday through Friday. Sister Haley, don't you get a hankering to go watch a T-Swift concert and think you're going to lead worship up here. And I ain't got to worry about Sister Haley going to watch Taylor Swift. Well, maybe we can be rated R at home on Saturday, but we'll be G on Sunday. Maybe, maybe we can sip a little on Monday. We can smoke a little on Tuesday. Because I've got to handle my stress. I've got to do, you see, Brother Jake, I've got to do some of these things to help me cope. There's some, when you go out of church, hear me, young adults, you go out of here, out, out of here after church service, you've been praying in these altars, you've been weeping and crying, don't you leave here sending inappropriate text messages. Don't you be going to look and lay in somebody else's I've got littles in the service, so I'm going to be good. But you know exactly what I'm saying. Who shall, who shall stand before the Lord? Who shall ascend into that 
tabernacle and to that place and to his presence. I know I'm tearing that up, but I'm paraphrasing. says, he that hath clean hands and a pure heart. You don't get to shack up and play house and come in here and then and, and, and expect a position or expect to lead or, or to lift up your hands and think everything's good. It don't work that you come in and say you're sorry on Sunday morning, but by Sunday night you're on the prowl. Come on, somebody. You better amen me right here. We need to get back to say, let it be known. I can live in purity. I can live sanctified. I can live according. According to God's word, I ain't got to backslide every week. I ain't got to give in. I ain't got to compromise. I've made a decision, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be careful to answer the world or to answer the enemy. I'm going to answer him. I'm going to answer him. I know it might sound harsh, but I'm truly preaching to you some things that will help you this new year. I'm telling you some things that will bring revival, and you can have actual revival instead of being a distant thought in your memory. A decision. I like what the servant said. He said, oh, you got them certain boys over there. Remember them ones you promoted? You see, he was being a little bit facetious. He was throwing salt in the wound. You overlooked all of us. You promoted them Hebrew boys, and look what they're doing. They are mocking you. They're not bound down. They don't worship your God. They're troublemakers. They're not bound down to the image. They are not conforming. I pray to God. You see, some have not made decisions because you're so worried about conforming. You want to first, you hear me. Peyton, Morgan, Ashlyn, you hear me. You do not have to run it by whether your friends do or not before you do for God. You don't. We have a generation that runs around talking about how independent they are. They are their own person. That's the biggest lie that's ever come. Because never before have we found where everybody's trying to copy everybody else. And if you're going to stand for God, I, Carson, that means you too. I didn't see you sitting there. We are in a place like I said, too many opinions, too many things. We're trying to verify it through too many people. Will my boss like it? Will the employees like it? Will, they, they, will my Aunt Susie like it? Will, well, I'm trying to fit in with this fellowship of, of the church world, this religious group. Ain't nothing but a bunch of Pharisees and Sadducees. They're miserable. They died spiritually 15 years ago. Let's let God be God. Let's make a declaration. Let's be Pentecostal. Let's live by the word of God. I'm making a decision. They said, we're not going to be careful. I must move on. I'm running out of time. But man, we're going to feed you good tonight. And we ain't cooking you something different than breakfast. You don't like it, you can bring you a happy meal for me. Decision, you've got to make a decision. And let me say something, with your decision making, there's got to be a determination. Now listen, if decision wasn't hard enough, Sister Amy, here's where it gets even harder. When you make a decision, when you are going to let it be known, now you must determine you're going to do what you said you was going to do. You better do it. Let me tell you what the word of God says. You're down here praying. Brother Chad, you down here, you praying, you telling God things that you're going to do. When you leave here, you sir better be ready to do them. Because God said this. He said it's better for you not to make a vow than to make a vow and then you break it. You're going to do it, you better do it. We used to say you better do it if it hair lips the devil. 
Come on here. Better do it. You see, as you determine to make decisions, there's something wonderful that begins to happen. You begin to create a discipline. A discipline. Now, right now, all the kids, they look and they say, oh, no, Brother Jake done gave our parents permission not to count anymore. We're going to get more whippings in 2024. We're going to get grounded. And now he's talking about discipline. Let me say this. Punishment is what you do to somebody. Discipline is what is done for somebody. You don't need another motivational Message, speaker, you don't need another DVD series. You don't have to go and find inspiration somewhere else because God knows you'll be drugged through every gutter of goo that there is around. We don't need all this stuff. Let me tell you what you need. You can buy a gym membership. You can go buy a new wardrobe. You can change your address and buy you a new house. You can get you a new car. But ma'am or sir, if discipline is lacking in your life, you will never be happy. You will never experience real freedom. And you'll never have liberty in Christ. Without discipline. Did you know that from the root word of discipline is where we derive disciple? A man or a woman who disciplines themselves after the teachings of Christ. To discipline myself. I'm not trying to overwhelm you today. I'm not trying to give you a smorgasbord of things to leave here. But can I tell you that for many of you, one or two decisions and being determined and disciplined to do it, it'll change your world. There are some under the sound of my voice, you've been trying to decide if Wednesday night's worth it for you for years. We just can't seem to do it. We can't seem, we can't, we just can't do it. But yet there's time for all kinds of other things. Can your pastor be lovingly honest with you? Outside of what I know is work schedules and sometimes those things will hinder a midweek service or a Sunday night or something of that nature. Did you know though that for the large part it is that there's no Determination or discipline to that choice. Case in point. Sister Kelly, my grandparents from 4 to 14 were some of the most significant spiritual influences in my life. From And 4 being my earliest memories. When I was born in 1980, my uncle... Scott Reynolds, my grandparents, Jerry and Nadine Reynolds, they had all gotten saved at revival at the First Assembly of God in Elsinore. It was going to change the trajectory of my life, their decision to follow Christ. My grandpa, he was out in the woods, he was logging, Brother Marvin, he would come in. Never, never on a Wednesday night did I ever ask Papa, and I was at their house a lot, did I ever say, are we going to go to church tonight? It didn't exist. It was a moot point. You just didn't bring it up. We were going. I didn't have an option. That's cruel and unusual punishment. I can't believe you do that to your kids. I can't believe. I mean, they're at that church. <laughs> they're at that church every day that ends with why they're there. I mean, I don't understand. You'll get that later. I mean, uh, there's, all, uh, there, there's so many other things. There's so much other stuff and all this other stuff. Yep, 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 there is other stuff. But I'm going to tell you, Brother Coleman... I thank God today as a 43-year-old man that I had grandparents. They made a decision, they was determined, and it was discipline. I was there. Now, Sister Haley, I might have been climbing under the pews. 
counting shoes, playing with Legos. But I was there, Brother Danny. Four, five, six. I'd peek out under that pew, see them saints shouting. At four, five, and six, Ashland can feel the power of God and knew it was something special. Brother Ringo, four, five, and six, and witnessing the gifts of the Spirit in operation. Hearing the preaching of the Word, and I might at times didn't know Abraham from Moses, but I knew there was something powerful going on. You know what it did, Coco? It got in me. The word of God will not return void. This the B-I-B-L-E. But it will accomplish that what it's sent to do. And so can I tell somebody, be in God's house. Be in his word. Be determined. Be disciplined. There are some things you ought to just put it on automatic. I've lost you. The amens are getting weak. But I'm preaching. You know what we, we do? What, what we've done the last 15 years? I have a Christmas club account. Christmas club account. $25, and you can set it at whatever amount you want. $25 a week. I can't feed our family of three at Whataburger for $25. $25 a week. Some of you is going to do the math. You're going to say, well, that's ridiculous. You just hold your peace. $25 a week automatically goes into an account every week. The Christmas account. And you know what happens? It adds up, Sister Polly. You know what else happens? It's not December 1st and I'm sitting there just finished Thanksgiving dinner and going, <gasps> did you know Christmas is on December 25th this year? I'm so unprepared. Let's go open a credit card and put $15,000 on it. Uh-uh. You know what happens? By Black Friday... My bank automatically deposits that into my, sa my regular savings account. And for the folks that I'm buying for, or if we're going to travel, or if there's anything that we need, Sister Kelly, automatically a discipline has been put into practice. And I'm not scrambling at Christmas time. Now, some of you are sitting there going, That'd be something good to do come this month. Go next week and open your Christmas account. That's just a little helpful, helpful hint from Heloise. Some of you is too young to know about that article. You didn't know I knew about it, did you? But what I'm getting at is, it was easy to look up and have a decent amount of money for Christmas when something was done through discipline. M made a decision. Determined. That fund. If I take anything out of it. I'm penalized. I pay a penalty for it. And in 15 years. Never pulled out of it. Not because of some financial guru. But I've just learned brother Drew. It's out of sight. Out of mind. I don't deal with it. That is not Papacito's trip. Fund. That is not a new leather couch fund. That is not a whatever fund. That's Christmas. That's where it stays. And 15 years, Sister Janie, it's become a discipline. A discipline. I want to remind you, church, as there is significant fruit to yield in your life if you will discipline yourself with godly decisions and determination. I'm only asking, I'm only challenging you for a couple of things. Sister Carolyn, you better come. Jeremiah said, the Lord spoke, spoke to him and said, don't be afraid of their faces. So I'm not going to be afraid of your face. Some of you that's making it me right now.
determination. By definition, it simply means firmness, purpose, or resolve. It's a little bit more to be determined and disciplined about something when there's real purpose to what you're deciding on. What do you mean, Brother Keith? Some things we don't have determination or discipline in because it's frivolous. But Brother Jerry, things that are eternal, they're exactly that. Sister Laura, I can't escape eternity and neither can you. I can't. Dr. Bob, we all are appointed to stand before God. And if I can on this side of heaven live in such a way and experience His power in such a way, but it will not happen automatically. It will not happen because I'm your pastor. It will not happen because you come to Victory Temple. It will not happen because your parents held position. It will not happen because you're a good enough person. Decisions. They said, let it be known. This is what we're going to do. We're not going to be careful. We've decided this. We've already determined this. And they did. They did. Sister Polly, their decision led them right into the furnace. But that decision revealed Christ to a wicked king. Lastly, do you know what it did? And I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. Do you know what it did? It changed direction. Decision, determination, discipline, Brother Jeremy, it changed the direction. What do you mean? Well, the Word of God says in Daniel 3, verse 28, Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word. They yielded their bodies that they might not serve or worship any god except their own god. Listen to what he says. Therefore I make a decree. Do you know what he was saying, Sister Polly? He was saying, Brother Hemphill, exactly what they were saying moments ago. He said, let it be known. He said that we shall not worship any other god except for the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And if you do, you'll be cut into pieces. Your house will be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Their decision, their determination, their discipline, it changed the direction of a nation was Babylonian radically a Christian nation after that point no history will prove that they wound up backsliding against that decree that Nebuchadnezzar made but I can promise you this Nebuchadnezzar never forgot that day the last part of that verse that I was reading brother Keith it says that he then promoted again Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego Changed the direction of Babylon, changed the direction of Nebuchadnezzar's mind, changed his decree, and it changed their position. I'm here to tell you this morning, church. I'm not here to beat up. I'm not here to berate. I'm not here to try to embarrass anybody. But I am here to say that in 2023, this last day, and as we get ready to step into a new year, is there anybody here? Who's willing to say, let it be known. Let it be known. This is what I'm going to do. This is who I'm going to serve. Sister Gloria, I, I do not have to be tantalized or tempted with my former life. Let it be known. Brother Eddie, you got any plans on going back to prison? Let it be known. Let it be known 
this is what God's done for me. Let it be known without any apology, without being ashamed at all. Let it be known that I will worship him in spirit and in truth. Let it be known I'll stand for righteousness. Let it be known I'll be determined even when so-called friends or so-called religious people do not agree and want me to compromise God's word. Let it be known that if it's right in the world's eyes, it's probably wrong in God's. Let it be known I will not compromise, nor will I be a victim of confusion. What do you mean, Brother Jake? If there's things you're up against and you don't know where God stands on it. You don't know where His Word stands on it. Maybe you got to pray it through some more. Maybe you got to study it out. There are some things that you've got to do that on. Get the mind of God. But let me say this. If you don't know, it's better to do what you know to do rather than go against what God has said. I'm presenting to you some truth that I firmly believe with all of my heart because Coco it's God's word that it will change your life so we start today not the 8th what do you mean some of you getting nervous thinking you're going to have to fast breakfast tonight What I mean is we start today. I challenged you before preaching. What would happen if you start saying yes to God? So today's the day. A decision before you. Choice that has to be made. Determination. Resolve that you better dig down and get a hold of. Because I promise you, you can pray here today and by this afternoon, the enemy is going to challenge everything you prayed about. You can count on the fact that he will try to pull apart everything I've said to you. But decision, determination, Anna, it leads to discipline. Discipline brings about change of direction. It brings about real freedom in our lives. Every head bowed. I know I preached a while, but it's been good. Even if you don't like it, I'm buying my own tape today. Father, I pray today, very simply and humbly, I ask you, Lord, that you would challenge our hearts as we close out this day. As we step out of 2023 and we're soon to be stepping into 24, I pray you would challenge our hearts. Help us to see. We're going to be confronted with times of compromise. We're going to be confronted with things that seem more convenient. We're going to be confronted with things that seem like more uh, to, to conform to and not create waves. But God, I pray that you would help us. Help us today. Help us today to make a decision. My decision is to say yes to you. Help me, Lord, to be determined to keep that decision. Help me, Lord, to create discipline around that decision. And, Lord, help me to see. Give me eyes to see as it changes the direction of my life and the lives of those connected to me. This morning, church, this altar call is very simple. I'm just going to ask, is there anybody here who's willing to say, let it be known. Let it be known. I'm saying yes to God. Let it be known. I'm going to be a man, woman of prayer. Let it be known that I'm going to follow his word. Let it be known that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Let it be known that I'm going to yield myself even when it's uncomfortable. Let it be known. I'm going to say yes. All right, here this morning, there's some lives going to change. I promise you. If you're serious, if you're serious with God, somebody's life's going to change. If you're serious, it doesn't mean you ain't going to fight battles. It don't mean you ain't going to have hard days. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect from here on out. But I'm telling you, somebody's life will change today. Somebody.
money by way of the power of God, by way of the Word of God, somebody's life's going to change. So I'll say yes. As I decide, let it be known. I'm not going to be careful to answer. I'm not going to conform to this world. I'm not going to yield myself to the wiles and every whim of the devil. I'm not going to give myself tossed about, oh, like a boat on a sea with every thought, with every emotion. Oh, but Lord, I'm holding fast. I'm holding fast. Oh, that's it, church. Come on. Come on. Are you willing to say yes? Are you willing to yield? Are you willing to commit? Are you willing today to say there's some things I wanted to change about this year? And I can't go back now, but I can do something different going forward. I can't undo yesterday, but I can do something different today. Lord, I pray, let there be some decisions made in this house. Lord, let there be determination that wells up inside of somebody's soul. Lord, let there be disciplines that are made as we make daily decisions to say yes. Oh, to check this flesh. Crucify this flesh. Oh, I'm tired of foolishness. I'm tired of my foolishness. 